0: Welcome to another episode of No Cap with the Boys. We're all here. How are
1: we? Thanks, Ben. And as always, this podcast sponsored by Body Envy Massage, Sydney's number one mobile massage service. Uh yeah, boys, what's cracking? Jacob?
2: Hey boys. Good to be back again. Big week of footy scone pass and a lot that's happened over the past few days too. So I'd imagine there'd be a fair bit to talk about.
1: Abbas, bass, what's
3: cracking? Yeah, mate, how you going, boys? Good to be here in the difficult times again on Zoom.
1: Shout yeah. out to Zoom. Yeah, no, we're all locked down, aren't we, Benny?
0: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Cheers.
1: Yeah, let's get straight to it, boys. I mentioned that at the end of the podcast, yeah, feel good. Gus is at the Bulldogs. He's there for yeah. as long as it takes, he said. It's a massive so gift for hearing, the Bulldogs. I'm hearing 10. It might take 10 to fix the problem. Who knows? But it's a massive coup for the Bulldogs, like I said last week at the end, briefly. You already see the impact it's having. It just looks like they're getting to work straight away re-signing certain players, signing new players. The Bulldogs haven't been this busy in a long time. What are your thoughts, boys? Yeah,
2: um, obviously, he's a massive signing for the club. Um, He brings a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, and a lot of people respect him. So I think having that respect around the club is probably the most important thing because then people start buying into what you want and what you say. So I think that's what they're going to benefit from the most. He's going to attract players to the club, so, you know... Last year, Bulldogs would have had to pay overs for players to come to the club. Now he's a massive, what we say, like a marketing tool for them to bring players over. You know, take that hundred k hit just to come over and play for the Bulldogs. So, I hope it um, changes a lot around the club, from the board to the players to the way they perform on the field. And you know, we've seen what he did with Penrith and how he helped them get to where that they are. And that little short stint he had with the Warriors, but they all had good things to say about him. So, yeah, pretty exciting.
1: In the short term, the signings, like uh, a sign like Taveta Pangai, if he's not there, you'd think maybe it's a bit of a risk signing him, maybe paying overs for him. He didn't have the best time at Broncos, fell out of favour there. But Gus being there, certain, you know, there's going to be certain people around there to you know, make sure you know, he gives it his best. You know, He delivers on his talent pretty much. Um, Abbas, what do you think?
3: Look, obviously, I think it's, it's probably the best best news Bulldogs have had in the last four years. At least. When did they start falling out? From when they started falling, just going yeah, about down, four five years. About four, yeah. five years. about four five years. Um, I think uh, it gives the club a bit of direction now, especially <laughs> with what their plan is over the next five years. You know, prior to Gus, like no one knew exactly what was going on. Like, what what direction are they going to? Are they going to try again to breed them, or are they going to try to just you know buy players, uh, establish players, and try to you know build that culture like that? Now Gus shows a bit of direction of how they're going to approach it and what, you know, what steps they're taking. So it's good, good news for the dumb fans. The one thing that is good for Gus coming to the dogs is that he's very good with player management. He's, he understands, you know, he, he knows how to, he knows how to build that good rapport with players. And he, he's, um, his first thing is just always to protect his players and not, not kind of make them feel isolated and alienated. I think, People like Pangai Junior will be playing really well, you know, with Gus running the club like that. So it might not happen next year, it might not happen the year after. But like you, like you saw with Penrith, it took a couple of years for that to happen. But you can't deny the the result of it.
1: Yeah, like I mentioned that before, we're not Bulldogs fan base is not a patient fan base. Exhibit A down below me here, Benny. You must be really happy, bro. I'm thrilled.
0: I got to experience what Gus did at Penrith firsthand during his last couple of years at Penrith. Him recruiting players like Trent Merrin and James Maloney to the club, him breeding juniors in, knowing how many juniors to bring up and when to bring them up, knowing how to change the system. Which Penrith is a lot different to what we're we're gonna need because he went and funded a lot of money to help Penrith out. Where we're very established and we've got money coming out of our league's club. We're financially stable.
1: You make a good point about the financially stable part. The Bulldogs aren't in that the same issue that Penrith was. Like Penrith was going broke. Bulldogs do have money. You know they're they're pretty stable. So they're kind of further along that process. On the field, we're like probably worse than they were at that point. These players, you know, I don't see them coming in to win a premiership for us, to get us to that stage, but there's no doubt the Bulldogs have to be or should be competitive from next year, surely. hundred yes. percent. Like,
0: they're big players. Like, uh, at the clubs that they're coming from, they're their superstar.
1: And not, not only that, they're young. Like, Matt Burden, like, like the oldest is it might, might be out of car Am I right or wrong there?
0: How old's that a car,
1: 26? Yeah, yeah, 26, 27, yeah. So he's not bringing, like, past their due date players. Long-term, you know, you've seen what he'd done with Penrith. Well, do you
3: think um, he sticks with Trent Barrett?
1: He loves Trent Barrett. Like, that, that he gave him his first coaching job. He's the one who encouraged him to get into it. Like, I remember him talking about his ultimate goal was to have Ivan as head of football and Trent Barrett as a Panthers coach. That's what he wanted, ultimately. It never came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess time will tell. Look, look, Gus isn't afraid to tell them behind the scenes what they don't want to hear. You know, he's very straightforward. Sometimes the club needs it, and the Bulldogs right now, going through a lot of players, especially the ones off contract, it's much needed at the club. We would, have, we would have struggled to maybe, like you said before, sign players of that calibre, like a Tevita, like a Josh Adekar. We'd have to resort to paying overs for players that aren't worth it. But now, him being there is, a, is an attraction in itself because players know they're coming to a strong club. 100%. Agreed. We'll just see what comes of it. I think the Bulldogs juniors is going to get a big, big rev up again. They haven't been looked after the last five to ten years.
3: It's been a while since a, a Bulldogs junior came up and everybody was excited to see him.
1: But yeah, and that's his strength, I guess, as well, coming in because the Bulldogs aren't hard to turn around from a development standpoint. they got the players. they got the participation. They just need the focus and direction in that department. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if you build an academy in about two or three years.
2: Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, Like they've obviously got Belmore at the moment, which is a great... They've got great facilities there. I think it's probably one of the best up there with the Broncos. I mean, all the equipment and everything they have there. But yeah, like, their juniors probably haven't been to the standard that they would have liked over the past few years. And I don't know if that's because other clubs are poaching their juniors or what it is but you know a lot of Bulldogs juniors have gone on to do good things for clubs at the moment as we speak like for example Red Mahoney at the, at the Eels you know he was a part of their SG ball side in an under 20s and unfortunately weren't able to hold on to him and now he's probably one of the top five hookers in the game you know and if the dogs held on to him we probably wouldn't have a hooker crisis at the moment so just little things like that and I think uh, Gus with his knowledge and experience he'll be able to fix that for the dogs and so I think it's a very exciting time.
1: All right, moving on. Talking about Pangoy Jr. a bit before, we know he's going to the Dogs 2022, but the news just came out he's going to be at the Panthers for the rest of 2021. Am I right there or wrong? Yeah, that yeah.
3: apparently.
0: yeah. Yeah. So He's um, filling in for um, James Fisher-Harris, who had to leave the hub and the bubble to come down to be with his wife, who's giving birth soon.
1: Well, congratulations to him, but I don't think they're just playing for two games there. I think they're, pl- they're going to use him as much as they can and, and get the best that yeah, they so- can out of him.
0: Yeah, I
3: think, I think he'll be a, uh, a better replacement than Eisenhoof at the moment. He's <laughs> um, your
1: favourite. I thought he your favourite player.
3: Eisenhoof, oh, he's one of a kind. He's like Tolman. I think, well, first of all, I just want to mention that this is another another Penrith player that the Bulldogs
1: are snatching from us. So, but yeah, you, can't uh, look, you can't have him all. You can't have him more, mate. Apparently Bulldogs can. One of the boys, oh, Tony, a big fan favourite here on the show. He mentioned that he goes... He doesn't find it fair that, you know, a player of pain caliber, a young talent, goes to a big club like that just to make them even better. It's, it's a slippery slope, man, because, you know, if a big club needs to cover an injury, you'd say that this system works, the loan system. But, yeah. you know, if a team's already near full strength in certain departments and they just, you know, build on top of that to, to make themselves even stronger, it does seem a bit unfair, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, you're giving more power to a team that's really powerful. So obviously it's, you know, especially with all the ridiculous margins throughout the season between, you know, the top two teams, Melbourne and Penrith with everyone else. It's a bit of overkill now. Look, at the end of the day, if it's legal, Penrith's obviously going to use it. So I don't agree with August deadline. That's ridiculous. I think it used to be June, right? It
1: was always June thirty, June 30. yeah. But June 30, you know, yeah. August one makes it even like ridiculous. Like it's pretty much yeah, it's a couple of weeks out of the finals. Three, like, three rounds, okay, four know. rounds to go. Yeah. This
3: could, look, this could this could easily backfire in the penrose. No. Hasn't hasn't played in a
1: while, has it? No doubt, N- no doubt it can backfire. But you're not getting an over the hill soup like star. You're not getting someone who is past his best. This guy's just about to hit <sighs> his prime. It, it, it's, it's it does seem unfair, doesn't it, Jacob?
2: I think so but then again like penrith have the money to spend so why not you know good on him you know oh, and it's don't... not like
1: they're
3: spending that much you know? well the rule is is that they value his worth over three months and if penrith have the uh, salary cap space for that so his actual value they can't just give him a hundred k and tell him come win a premiership with us so there's there's actually a salary that they or whatever his salary is and they divide it over three months. And if that is what they're offering and it's available in their cap room, then they're allowed to take him. So I think that's the only reason why Penrith were allowed to take him was that that cap was a bit free so they could use it. Um, but yeah, it is, it, is, it is over the top. Yeah, like
1: you're hearing, you're hearing stories about like Milford to the Eels, Coates going to the Storm early. Like Just do whatever the hell you want. Pick up anyone that, that's out of contention for the finals. It, just, it seems a bit stupid, honestly. There should be a cap on it, like one or two players.
2: I think the NRL will um, understand or sort of see what's going on here and you'll probably find that next year that these rules will change. I think June 30 is perfect. You know, you're only sort of halfway through the season.
1: It defeats the purpose of making sure you've got good depth, making sure you, you know, you know that resilience factor in your, in your squad, in your club. There's no point. Like, pl- players don't want to change teams to go to... Like, these players that are leaving these bad teams, they're not going to go to, like, say, a Sharks or a Dragons, you know, battling to make the eight. The only teams they'd accept going to are the top teams.
3: Uh, well, I don't know. I think Pango Jr. would have gone to another team, even if they weren't top four, top five. I think yeah. he just wanted to really just go out and play because realistically, if Broncos didn't tell him we didn't need you halfway through the season, he would have finished playing the rest of the season. The only reason they've benched him is because they're looking future-wise, right? They're like, all right, well, he's not going to be here next year. Let's put people where they are. So for him, I think it's just more like, bro, I want to play. You know what I mean? I want to play. And oh, of course. If he... If he got if he got picked up like if Dragons wanted to offer him three month deal I think he would have done it why wouldn't he Everything's in Brisbane any or in Queensland anyway so it's not really gonna affect him per se because it's not. all in Brisbane it's all in Queensland
1: but he gets a good he gets a really good opportunity to win a ring it's it's a bit like you know NBA well, the top it's like the NBA the top teams dr- trading for like a stars you know the mid season deadline and they make a big well, difference towards the end.
3: That's the question. Doesn't NRL have some sort of policy where you have to play a certain amount of games throughout the season to be eligible to get that ring, no matter no matter what? Nah, no,
1: only if you play the grand final.
3: Mm. Oh, okay.
1: You'd think they'd have something. They have no rules. They just they say something and they're like, "Yep, go for your life. Just have a crack, son." What do, what do you reckon, Benny?
0: They're just going with the flow. There's no like, there's nothing written in stone. So like. I think whoever's in the grand final gets a ring, but I think some teams buy a ring for certain players in their team. Like for the Rabbitohs, didn't we um, hear rumours that they bought a ring for Isaac Luke because he didn't That's
1: play right, in the grand did. final? Yeah,
3: but he 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 got a special ring. He didn't get an NRL ring. Um,
1: spe- yeah, Russell Crowe made him like Russell a, Crowe made him a ring. Crowe yeah, ring. but I, I
3: believe I think Happy was telling me that. There's no – before, so during like when Thurston got the ring over Price, before it used to be just the starting 17 used to get a ring. But now they've changed it. So the NRL will give the team 17 rings for free. They don't pay for it. Every ring after that that the NRL or the team wants to
1: give, the team has has the option to, they just have to pay for it. And you'd think they would pay. Like they'd get their t- assistant coaches, they get some of the squad – they would do that.
3: Well, I think the assistant coaches and the coaches are all part of the ring process. I think okay. it's more about the extended squad. So, like, the 18th, 19th, 20th men, people that have played probably vital roles or multiple games throughout the season and helped the team throughout the season and it's just unlucky that they couldn't play the grand final too. No. So, yeah, I think it all comes down to the team. If Pangar Jr. plays, um, like, for example, if Panga Jr. plays the grand final and Eisenhoof, uh, Eisenhoof misses out, I'm pretty sure Penrith would give Isaac Huth the ring just because he's been there for the whole 18 rounds kind of thing. You know what I mean?
1: You should you should start a <laughs> campaign for him.
3: i probably should, I, eh, Maddie.
1: Like you said before, it might backfire for some teams. You know, there's still what is there? Still about nine days left till the till the deadline's done. You, you think deals are going to be done in the next week for certain yeah, I teams? I think Aaron
2: Woods is another
1: one. Aaron Woods, yeah. Yeah. Where's he going to?
2: There's talks he might go to Melbourne. There you go.
1: I mean, just a. Uh, just like Kevin Durant going to the Warriors or LeBron James going to Miami. Yeah. Same, same bullshit. No, sorry. Sorry, that's disrespectful. I mean, Brian Scalabrini <laughs> going to Boston or friggin' James James going to the Heat just to, to steal a ring, sit on the bench, wave the wave the towel.
3: Look, at the end of the day, I still think it could backfire for the Penny Panthers just because Pango Jr., while he's a very strong runner... He does have a lot of mistakes in his game, and Penrith kind of like, especially when Cleary's there. They're very um, structured team. They, you know, Cleary and Loi they turn it up when they see the opportunity to. But generally, they're more structured, just kind of hit up, get to your set, get to your position, and then, you know, build on that. And he might come in there, you know, not having any preseason prior, you know, not playing with these guys prior to that, might try to throw a bit, a bit of, um, bit of offloads that. Might not be on, and you know it could affect them. Put it doing that against a team like Melbourne might be in big trouble. So you never know how it's going to turn out with, with that. But no, we'll, I guess we'll see what happens.
1: See, we'll see what happens. A lot of movement will happen. Uh, just moving on quickly, uh, the Tigers or uh, Fox League released a documentary, uh, "The Wild West," I think. Tales from Tiger Town. I think that's what yeah. it's called. We've all had a look <laughs> at it. Some of us seen most of it, all of it. It's it's interesting. The I roll down, do this sort of stuff, man. We've been crying out for stuff like this to make the game a bit more interesting, make the game a bit more appealing to other fans. You see it in the NFL, the AFL always do it. Soccer, you know, and like I said, the NRL don't really usually do it. It, it was uh, pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, I thought yeah. it was great. Um, a lot of a lot of fans would definitely want to see stuff like that, and sort of it sort of gives you an insight into what goes on behind the scenes. You know, what's said at. Um, Half time and like for coaches as well that are you know watching that you know want to be future coaches or coaches in the future, like what Maguire says to him isn't anything too advanced, like he just talks normal normal stuff that everyone would say. And it was a real eye opener, and I, yeah, and no, I really enjoyed it.
1: Even his reactions, you know, that, that's what we always see it, you don't hear it, you know, yeah. in a game, you just to hear it. He's just he's right in every emotion, every like he's it's like, it's like a fan man, he just. Yeah. Reacting like us, so it was awesome to see. I reckon
2: about, if the older mind seeing Trent Robinson, just because very smart sort of businessman, the way he talks and
1: I'll tell you, about. I'll tell you something: a lot of good teams wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, it would. Have, I don't know if it'd be interesting. Like I guess it'd be interesting for, for some people, but the Tigers such an up and down team, you know, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, there's always,
2: something going,
1: on. There's always yeah. something going on there, and and are dropping players, and there's an the issue here, issue there. It, it's I'm shocked they just, they've started, it was this season, you know. I thought it was based on last season or something. The season's not even done yet.
2: Yeah, well, I think, so they only showed four rounds and I don't know if they're going to go to the end of the season. So, they,
1: What if they make the finals, you know, you'd want to see that. You know, you'd know, you want to see that emotion behind the scenes. Uh, I caught a bit
3: of it and most of the part that I caught was, of um, I don't even know who he was. He was just some guy that was at the game watching it, started oh, yeah. up. Don't know, don't know, don't know who he is, but um, I saw I saw a bit of emotion from uh, Maguire. Yeah, look, it's tough because he's a good coach. You saw it with you saw it with. Um, I know Rabbitohs had a had a great squad in twenty fourteen was it 2013? 2014,
1: um, yeah was it twenty fourteen? That one, yeah. But th- that that yeah. period twenty twelve when he first came in twelve to fourteen, yeah, they were awesome.
3: Yeah, so like you can see, he's a good coach. Um, I think Tigers is just one of those clubs that it's just hard for them to build a, a good culture around. And um, you know, you saw you saw what Maguire was doing, and yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see. Are there, there going to be more episodes? Or yeah,
1: there's more episodes. I think there's four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so, I'll try to
3: catch the whole thing and yeah. then um, see what the next one shows us. But um, yeah, look, I've heard how Maguire is as a coach. Very passionate. Does get angry here and there. So, yeah, it wasn't surprising when I saw his passion, but you know, I'll have to catch the whole thing just to get the yeah. proper gist of it.
1: 100%. It's a rollercoaster, man. You are saying before, Jacob, like it probably turned some people off coaching, man. It's frigging stressful, man. He's oh, just gosh. dealing with shit every day, every second of every minute. Like you've got to really love it to be a part of it, to be in it, you know. So you That's see that. The big one, right? yeah. It's stressful, man. Well, what did you think, Ben? What do you think of the documentary?
0: I like seeing the, the passion that goes behind the club and the passion behind the coach and how the day-to-day preparations go about.
1: Well, you've you'd be, you'd been a part of it this year, haven't you? You've seen a bit of it.
0: I've seen, yeah, for one of their games. Yes, I have. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, tell us. Like, Is it pretty much that's what, that's what we saw? Is there something more to it?
0: Um, it's exactly as they played it on TV. It's, there's, they didn't hide anything. No. So on the radio, Maguire goes that the cameras were literally in the background um, just recording. And literally, the way that it was on TV is the way that it is in, in the sheds.
1: Oh, man. Do you think it's, like it's had a bit of an effect on them this year? Like just the pressure of being filmed as well for a documentary?
0: Not everyone would have known that there were cameras filming. Surely, surely they know. Surely, like yeah, they, they,
2: they, they wouldn't know. They'd have to know, like legally, they'd have to know. But I just think that they have so much on their plate that they do not care that there's a camera in there. They just focus mm. on the task.
1: I just think maybe maybe it's put them off a little bit, or maybe they're just not really focusing. Like, well,
2: we're on TV every week,
3: so yeah, I don't know. It's a really different.
1: It is a different experience, but it's not like what we see in the preseason. Like the Panthers did a whole preseason series. I think last year and this year, or I think maybe just last year, and they filmed. Yeah, it. last year.
3: Yeah, yeah. Last year was more around how the preseason was structured and what the players, you know, what they were asking from the players. This year was it was similar but not as much detail.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and even their finals run that was awesome to watch as well. Even though they lost, <laughs> it was really good. It's good to get an insight because NRL's got a mad story to tell. There's a lot of lot of history, a lot of passion. You don't see it. You don't see this stuff too often. Uh, I reckon clubs should be a bit more open, but
3: I think every I think I think it should be a rule that every club has a media, has a media um, team, and they all work on stuff like this. And it doesn't have to be any sort of idea, but there should be some sort of idea presented each year and done because it's just like look at look, even if you just look at the New South Wales camp and see what that, that guy on Instagram that the media guy on Instagram did. That's little videos. You into a, like, yeah, just like. It just made you feel like you you knew the team and you could see the chemistry in the team and that chemistry relayed onto the field. You know what I mean? So, so I feel like it should be it should be a mandatory for every club to do that. I think it should be a rule. It's only going to build the game.
1: I I, I hope I hope now that they're all up there. You know they got a bit of free time. You get to see a bit more of the the players, like vlogs, maybe certain things like that. That'd be good. But um, yeah, well, wait, I think so. I think
3: Penrith are doing that with um, Lui, but he's back this week, so I don't know if that's all- going to continue.
1: He's awesome, man. I've seen that. He's oh. awesome when he does, uh, does those videos. They're awesome to watch. Mm. All right, boys. Uh, we'll just take a quick break. Here's uh, an ad from our sponsor. The following
2: announcement has been paid for, by
1: Body Envy Massage. So we uh, do
0: massages all over Sydney. We're mobile. We come straight directly to you. We take bookings over DMs and um, text message. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We've also got a website. Bodyenvymassage.com.au. On Insta, it's Body Envy Massage. Facebook, it's Body Envy Massage 17 We're mobile all over Sydney, so we travel to the north, to the east.
1: Sydney's number one. Sydney's number Sydney's one. Sydney's number one. You can't get better than this guy. And we're back. It's time for the preview, boys. Round 19 of this uh, crazy season. Thursday night, Seabus Super Stadium. Parramatta versus the Raiders. Big out for the Raiders. Their young star, Xavier Savage, is gone for the season, unfortunately. The shoulder injury. I think everyone put the eye on him, man. He had a great game last week. And, yeah, he's gone. He's already gone. <laughs> and Jack Wyden's out. Also, Parramatta, Opechik is out. And Junior Paula and Blake Ferguson make their big returns.
0: Mitchell Moses?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Shit, sorry. Or oh, Mitchell was out last week, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. but he's yeah. still out. He'll be out for another five weeks.
1: Well, that's right. He apparently broke his back and, and played with a broken back for 70 minutes. Talk shit now, haters, wherever you are. Keep talking shit. Fucking Guy literally carried New South Wales the whole game. Parramatta or Canberra, boys? I'm going para.
0: I'm with you on that one.
1: Wow, he's with para. Shocker. And I'm
0: going to put uh, put it by 20. <laughs> this guy just
3: full switched up. Oh, it's because Moses is out, I think.
1: that's fair enough.
3: Okay, okay, I get it now. Bass? Uh, yeah, I'll go para too. Jacob?
2: Yeah, I'll go. para. I think I was just too strong last week and Canberra have too many good players out. So, um, I can't see why they'll lose this game. They've got um, a debut as well in the centres, Will, Will Penasini, another junior, Rouse Hill Rhino. So, that's the third one from the club making their debut this year.
1: Making noise um, there.
2: The, um, yeah, so.
0: Brad Arthur
1: loves going to the Rouse
0: Hill Rhino's, eh? Yeah, Gutho, Gutho for a that's,
1: a that's a special.
0: I reckon, to have a great game.
1: Hopefully, yeah. Next game, Friday night, 6 o'clock. Roosters, Knights. Night. Knights pathetic last week. That's all I can say. I think uh, no outs, but Lachlan Fitzgibbon's been put in the reserves. I guess uh, not good enough.
2: <coughs> okay,
1: that's um, late news there. Roosters, welcome back. James Tedesco, Takayaho. I yeah. think the Roosters
2: last week, it took them a while to get going against the Cowboys, but when they did, they were just too good. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Newcastle, but they've been very disappointing this year. You know? so they've had a few injuries, I know, and it's sort of, they'll probably have to be chopping and changing every week. But I just think the Roosters are too strong and they'll get the job done.
1: we all all going Roosters, yeah?
0: yeah? Yeah, by 40.
1: So by 20 and by 40 so far. Sweet. Friday night after that, Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. It's the Cowboys and the Storm. The Storm, welcome back. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. Actually, I welcome back well, a lot in. of people: Josh Adakar, Cooper Johns, Asafa Solomona, Welch. But they've got big outs as well: Jennings, Kafusi, Fanukan, and Munster. Like it's going to make a difference. And the Cowboys' Javid <clears throat> Bowen is out. Yeah, I can't see any other result here, boys.
0: Uh, Melbourne by fifty.
1: That's a that's a,
0: that's an <laughs> Ryan <easy>. Pappenhausen, <laughs> Ryan man of the match. Yep. Do you know something we don't? Because he's named on the bench. Give us a late tip. Yeah, Pappy to score one and Cooper to set up one and score one.
1: Mate, I, was, I, wanted, I wanted to hear Cooper to the bench, Pappy to fullback, Nick to six, mate. That's what I wanted to hear. It
0: might happen, but like, for now, that's the team that is named.
1: Boy, Storm by 50 as
0: well?
2: They've scored 50 every week for the past bloody 10 weeks. Crazy.
3: Uh, Bass? I'll say 30. I'll say 30 just because Munster's out. Hopefully, something can stop that 50 run for a while. They're going to score 1,000 points. Stop shaking your head. Stop shaking your head.
1: Saturday afternoon, Rabbitohs, Warriors. uh, Warriors just disappointed again last week. They got a big out. Roger Tuvasa, Shek, Tohu Harris as well. Egan, Berry. Uh, They welcome back a fair few. Murdoch, Messilla, Pompey, Sean O'Sullivan. The Rabbitohs, they struggled a bit against the Dogs, to be honest. Dogs really came out and gave it to them. But uh, Lachlan Lewis wanted to do a bit of judo and... um, <laughs> One of the MMA or some shit at half time and just killed the momentum for them. Yeah, baby. Anyway, uh, big out for them is Alex Johnson. He'll be out for a few weeks. Uh, is is Latrell back? Yeah, Latrell's back. Josh Mansour. Um, yeah, Rabbitoh Rabideau should win.
3: Rabbitoh's by 22, I reckon.
2: I, I agree. 13 plus.
1: Next game Seagulls, Tigers. Seagulls, welcome back. Uh, Tom and Jake. Massive ins, daily cherry wins as well. Uh, They're out to Lawton from last week, and for the Tigers, had a good win against the Broncos. They kind of going back and forth with them, and then they took it away. They went away with it in the end. Good confidence booster, but uh, I can't see Manly losing this. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Manly. Manly by how much?
0: Hopefully 50. Jacob. Yeah, it'll be about 20.
3: Bass. Yeah, 13-plus, as far as I'll go. Tigers played well last week. They might give a bit of a challenge, but Manly, uh, I think we'll win it comfortably.
1: We don't, I don't think we... Have we tipped a close game yet? We haven't, eh? We haven't said nothing's going to be won to all yet, have we?
3: No. There hasn't been any competitive games, to be honest.
1: Well, here's a competitive game. The Panthers and the Broncos. Jerome Lewis is a big in for them. And the uh, Broncos, welcome back, Xavier Coates. Onto the reserves. I'm shocked he's not playing, to be honest. Um, last time they played, it was close. Broncos gave it to him. Not again? Yeah. No, Benny? No. Nah. Okay.
3: You know what? Tyrone may play well last week, the amount of shit that we gave him. He played well last mm. week. Um, so it'll be good to see him and, and Jerome Blue. I played Matt Burden's back in the centers. It's, I think Penrith should win this comfortably. But yeah, weirder things have happened.
1: Yeah, it's a, no, a foregone conclusion. Jacob? Penrith, comfortably. Sweet Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, Dragons, Titans. Dragons, I think, are handing Corey Norman that suspension this week, so he's out. Uh, they welcome a few back in. Matt Dufty, Fuya Maiono, Jordan Pereira, Jaden Sullivan, just to name a few. And the Titans, <clears throat> Jamar Fogarty, Philip Samia, the big outs. And in comes in your mate, Greg Marziu. Well,
0: Don't forget they're debuting a young kid in the house, Toby Saxton.
1: Yes, that's right. Have you seen much of Toby Saxton?
0: <laughs> no, nothing at all.
1: Thanks for mentioning it. All right, boys, I'm going Dragons.
2: Maybe, yeah. Me too. Right.
3: I'll go Titans. Mix it up a bit. Ooh.
1: Last game at the Gold Coast. Bulldogs, Sharks. Bulldogs, like we talked about, played well last week. I think who's back in? Jerry Marshall King's back in. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Sharks. Their big out is Aiden Tolman. It's a massive out for them. Um Andrew Fafida comes into the squad. Magulius i um, go Bulldogs, why not?
0: Yeah, um, Bulldogs too. It won't be a close one.
3: Wait, did I just wait, did I just hear right that he's team Bulldogs to win comfortably?
1: Yeah. Sorry, say that again.
0: Bulldogs to win comfortably.
1: How comfortable?
0: Eighteen points. Jesus Christ. Uh Jacob? I reckon we'll win, but
2: not by that much.
3: The most I can see Bulldogs winning by, which I'm tipping Cronulla here, I think Cronulla will win, but I think the most that Bulldogs could win by is six points.
1: I think Benny's margin differential right now is at about five hundred for the for the weekend. Look, I'm telling you right
3: now, I wish I wish Benny starts his own betting company and just gives me good odds because <laughs> his his margins are terrible.
1: Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, boys. Thanks, right. Thanks, Jacob. Cheers.
2: Keep going. Yes.
1: Shut up, Fred. Uh, we'll see you next week.